Hello, and welcome to Meandering with Myrn, a potpourri of podcast by me, veterinary ethologist Myrn Milani. Join me as I ponder any and all things animal and human, what we know and what we don't, where we've been, where we are, and where we're headed. Experience has taught me that there's nothing worse than having a vivid imagination in times of national crisis. When I first faced what seemed like the mother of all crises of international significance in the form of COVID-19, the magnitude of dithering among those in positions of power threatened to drive me mad. Initially, I did do a fair amount of bitching and moaning, most of it fortunately confined to my head because it was such an embarrassing waste of energy. As conditions continued to deteriorate, as all poorly handled epidemics inevitably do, I began creating my COVID-19 dream team. I'm sure that many of you, and especially those living in more remote or underserved areas, could come up with your own dream teams, every bit as valid as mine. For me, doing this first meant seeking to answer some very specific questions. What groups of people already available, even in remote and underserved areas, possess the knowledge and expertise to address this multi-tendril problem? What groups routinely work in an all-inclusive, cooperation-based, one-health setting, not a theoretical, academic, or political one with its top-down hierarchy? What groups view routinely includes an awareness of zoonotic diseases, those diseases potentially transmissible from animals to humans and vice versa? Which ones have experienced multiple contagious disease outbreaks that had the potential to infect large populations of all ages and sizes, pose a danger to other species, destroy livelihoods, pollute environments, and affect local and international economies as well as destroy families? Who might these extraordinary people be? These were the people I wanted on my COVID-19 dream team. One component of it consists of input from the often overworked, underpaid, experienced farm animal veterinarians who love their work and care for cattle, sheep, chickens, pigs, and other animals on which many others depend for their own well-being as well as their livelihood. They recognize their role in securing a safe human food supply. They also care for their clients' dogs and cats and are concerned about diseases transmissible not only between wild and domestic animals, but also between those animals and people. They're concerned about environmental contamination, the inappropriate use of antibiotics and other drugs, the value of cleanliness and good ventilation. If they don't know the answer, they know someone who does and don't hesitate to contact them for help if needed. 
And contrary to what some unknowledgeable vegans, vegetarians, and animal rights folks may choose to believe, the good ones I'm talking about do understand the power of equality human-animal bond in food animal health. Not that they're perfect, because their patients normally have shorter lifespans than humans, they may have little tolerance for ditherers. This can get them into trouble with ditherers, especially when they're tired. My Dream Team naturally also includes physicians with experience working in underserved areas too. Like the veterinarians, they have a genuine, working, cooperative One Health view. They're also creative and resourceful. They recognize the role of poverty, lack of education, and a reliable, healthy food supply in human physical and mental health. And they've found sometimes creative ways to work around these. They treat individuals, families, and communities not just medical problems. My dream team also includes veterinarians and physicians with military service who served in active war zones. Like the others, they possess first-hand experience with shortage and governments and administrators that vacillated, sometimes wildly, between mindless reactivity and glacial slowness. These professionals also possess the capacity to treat whole herds or populations of people in chaotic times. They possess the creativity and self-confidence to address shortages and ignore what they can't change. Their non-verbalized motto is, lead, follow, or get the hell out of the way. It goes without saying that the Dream Team would include nurses, technicians, knowledgeable farmers, ranchers, and herds people, and in the case of human medicine, first responders of all kinds. Like the veterinarians and physicians in underserved areas, they too would be familiar with the biblical concept of being given five loaves of bread and two fishes to feed thousands but they would muster the creativity and stamina to do it. Members of the whole team would feel comfortable communicating with other team members, their clients and patients, and those from all walks of life with similar practical One Health orientations. Chances are that, relatively speaking, they're much better prepared than those with much bigger budgets and larger offices. And for sure, all members of the Dream Team would take the longer and larger view. They'd prepare for the worst while praying for the best. Not because COVID-19 poses such a threat to our world, but because that's what they've always had to do. If I stop my dream here, it could be interpreted as yet another one of those tiresome, inflammatory social media posts that ignored the role strong governments play, or could play, at times a disaster, albeit backhandedly so. However, I willingly admit that governments do have the authority to do a lot quickly but only provided they have leaders with the will to do this.
There have been numerous examples of this on the state and local level where officials have done a great deal in a short amount of time. Governors who responded to the crisis quickly and in meaningful ways. Teachers and school systems, all kinds of human and animal caregivers, and just downright good people across the country quickly mobilized what was available to ensure the kids would have access to education and food and that shut-ins who needed medical care would receive it. And essential services for humans and animals would continue. And the list goes on. I also realize that people with comparable leadership skills do exist on the national level. It's just that, like all good leaders, they don't waste their time and energy on generating superfluous sound bites. Like others with strong leadership skills, they're purpose, not process oriented. In a group that currently seems more dominated by process, these leaders stick out like oases in the desert. They know the habitats and behavior of administrators and politicians. They must work with and around the way experienced farm animal vets know those of their more difficult animal charges. They don't waste time campaigning for office or bad-mouthing others when their knowledge and expertise is needed for far more immediate and important purposes. All of these people are part of my COVID-19 dream team. All of these people are my heroes. But come to think of it, they and those like them always were. You've been listening to a podcast by veterinary ethologist Myrna Milani. For more podcasts, commentaries and books about animal behavior and the human-animal bond, and links to behavior and bond sites, check out my website at www.mmilani.com. For more specific information, feel free to email me at mm.mmilani.com. All rights related to the content of these podcasts are retained by Myrna Milani. The background music, Molly on the Shore by Percy Granger, is used with permission from Katova Arts, www.katova.com.